See the beauty of the Rose City by doing the Portland Marathon presented by OHSU Health. The race boasts four epic bridge crossings, a downtown start and finish, and a tour through the most iconic landmarks and neighborhoods. Use code AMR for $10 off registration at portlandmarathon.com. Get to know your loved ones better and preserve those special moments forever with StoryWorth. Save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com AMR. Hit spring in stride with a fresh pair of Rothy's. Rothy's has casual and dressy styles for both men and women, so you'll always find exactly what you need. New customers get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How's, how's the bod treating you these days, Sarah? Oh my goodness, Dimity. It has been uh, coming up on a week of hardly any pain and no limping. I don't wow. walk around, you know, with a hinky stride. And um, I don't wince or um, shriek when I try to shift positions in bed. Um, it's really... That's that's that that's isn't that so great? Oh <laughs> isn't that just like the best feeling ever when you're coming out of being in chronic pain? But but the thing is, is that that I keep I'm like, is it each morning I wake up? Because you know when I'm laying there in bed, um, I I don't actively feel pain. I mean, sitting here right now recording this, I'm not actively in pain. But it's like, oh, which time when I stand up, is it all going to come back? You yeah. know, it's it's definitely a, a thundercloud that I can still see. It's on my horizon, and I just want it to go away and only sunny skies over my head. It's in the rear uh, view mirror, Sarah. It's in yeah, the rear yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, funny that you... Okay, so you have a car analogy. So here is um, the update. Okay, so um, that... Uh, okay, so we're recording this on Monday the 4th. And so a week ago, Sunday night... I woke up in the most horrific pain I've ever been in other than childbirth. And and this was after, you know, always a steady, slow march toward decreased pain. And it was, and I could barely, barely get to the toilet, which is, I had to pee very close to the side of my bed. It's in a different room, but it's very close. And it... I just, for a long time, just stood there thinking, do I need to wake Jack up and have him take me to the hospital? Wow. And and um, so that I was having, I couldn't step with my right foot so that I was clawing with my toes to pull my right foot forward. Um, uh, I mean, it was like a James Franco, like survival thing. I mean, wow. it was, it was, um, so anyway, so then though, I finally make it back to bed. I get into bed, I get settled and I am fully awake telling myself okay just go sleep like don't catastrophize and clear as a bell i hear my mother say my name like oh my gosh and i mean i was not dreaming i mean obviously my mother was not there my mother died you know on uh, december 27th but i just heard it just so utterly clearly and it just filled me with this sense everything was going to be okay. Oh, that's so sweet. And um, I woke up and I mean, in the night, my pain had been at like a nine. And when I got up, it was maybe a two. Um, wow. And I, I mean, it was so dramatic because I just thought, okay, I just need to somehow drift off back to sleep. And then tomorrow morning, I'll go to the hospital or to the doctor or something. So anyway, so then, um, but still by the Monday afternoon, my stride was really compromised quite a bit. 
And um, I decided, I'm like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to, despite my extreme fear of getting an MRI because of being in an enclosed tube that makes a lot of noise, um, I thought, I'm going to do it. And so I, um, and I thought, and I'll, and I'll get a cortisone shot. That's it. I'm going to do that. So then I go home, call the doctor, make an appointment for the following day, wake up the next morning, <laughs> able to walk completely normally, like no pain, <laughs> nothing. Wow. And it's all my theory that I deem when you decide to pay for parking. And <laughs> find a spot. Is that yeah. and I, am I stealing your thunder? <laughs> it is. That's exactly what it is. And I live in San Francisco, and that's where that theory comes from. It's when you're like, okay, and also Boston, my gosh, even more, that's like on steroids, no pun intended. That it's just like when you're so frustrated of like, okay, I have expended all my options. That's it. I'll pay for parking. And then that's when the spot just opens up right in front of you. It's the same thing like when we were trying to conceive our first baby, you know, Phoebe, it was just like, wasn't working, wasn't working. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going to make an appointment with a fertility specialist. Boom. Got pregnant that month naturally. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it, I mean, I don't, it's not a one for one correlation, but like the date, you know, like you're like looking for a partner, looking for a partner. As soon as you stop looking, there it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. so, so I still kept my appointment with the doctor and it was a, my, um, new care provider she doesn't work on tuesday so is this new woman who is just awesome um and um so she and i were both on the exact same page to like you know you can't just say snap your fingers in the u.s health system and say boom i want an mri so she was like let's get that ball rolling and if you continue feeling good then you don't ever have to use it but it's good to have all the you know pieces in place in case i do need to go that route and i have just gotten steadily better and better and feeling more like my old self and it's just it's remarkable just feel like myself in my body again that's huge that's huge that's great yeah. great news i'm, I'm yeah. very happy for so you so thank you yes yes so so i'd be curious if other people have the experiences of the their variation of when you decide to pay for parking theory so maybe maybe tweet dimity me at sbs on the run and at dimity on the run on twitter or put it on our facebook page something like that because um i know i'm probably not alone in, in having that theory yeah yep. take your eye off the ball and all of a sudden everything everything uh gets better or yeah. a little better or something yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. Totally. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's move into our questions. This is Susan with a question about lifting heavy. Hi, this is Susan. I'm from Sacramento. Longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I keep hearing about being told to lift heavy, uh, but no one actually tells me what that means. So, can you please define what lifting heavy means? Um, things like what kind of, how much weight, how many reps things like that. I sure would appreciate it. Maybe um, run through a, a, a routine or something. Um, sure would appreciate it. Thank you. So, you know, I finally made the switch to lifting heavy uh, last year after decades of hearing that credo. So, um, and you were saying on our call earlier, uh, our weekly status call about how, oh, it's the, th it's the, th everybody, it's on everybody's lips, you know, talking about lifting heavy. Well, that's, it's, it's like the keto, right? It's the keto <laughs> of nutrition, you know? So I'm curious, Sarah, what, what, how do you define lifting heavy? Like when you say you made a switch to lifting heavy, does that mean you're using bump, dumbbells like barbells like what what does that look like for you so for me it meant before well i'd been doing it was kind of i kind of stepped up to it um that i had been doing bar which is very light 
you know, um, dumbbells, you know, two pound weights, five pound weights at most, and uh, mainly body weight exercises and super high reps. And then finally I'm like, okay, I need to switch to using actual weights. So I started doing strength training classes. And so, um, you know, on occasion you use a, uh, actual, um, barbell, but usually it's heavier dumbbells than had been used in bar. And then with the trainer, Brittany, who's, um, an occasional co-host, she's actually this week's co-host on Friday, um, that for me, it's using a lot of 15, 20, 25. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty big person. So I, um, and have been kind of strong just in my, my heft. Um, and so, uh, you know, you know, that I do bicep curls with like, you know, at 20 or 25. And this is when I, I've been off for two months. So don't ask me what I'm going to be doing when I go back to the gym. But sure. and yeah, so yeah, and on a, an occasion using, um, you know, doing deadlifts with um, uh, barbell, that sort of thing. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like, I think that's, a, that's the thing is, I think that it's got such a it's so trendy right now that people are mm-hmm. like, well, what does that mean? You know, and mm-hmm. it, it can mean different things for different people, depending upon where you are starting. I mean, I think when I think about it, I think like, you know, like Olympic weightlifting, you know, <laughs> like that's uh-huh. I mean, that's, you know, a CrossFit, you know, mm-hmm. kind of class. And I mean, really, like, you know, I, I was doing some reading about this. And um, so you have a one rep max, right? So let's mm-hmm. just say we're doing a, a a normal like a back squat. So you've got you know a barbell on the back of your neck. You know you've got plates on either side of the barbell, and whatever you can do once, you cannot mm-hmm. do it again twice. Mm-hmm. Um, like seventy, like above. If you're lifting more than seventy percent of that, that's like classified as lifting heavy. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of a, um, you know, but but that said. I don't want to um, advocate for anyone to go and figure out what their one rep max is. And that's where I think that we get into trouble. It's the same thing with like keto and all that kind of stuff. Like you take like the idea of something and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like off and running and spinning in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think there's so many different things. The first thing I want to, um, to emphasize with strength training is consistency, just like with running, like that is going to be your biggest, you know, um, asset, right? If you go lift you know, once a week um, and miss one week, you know, so if you end up going like three times in a month versus going, you know, doing something at home like three times a week, mm-hmm. you're better off doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's no science. Well, I'm sure there's science behind that. I did not find a study that says that. Yes. That's my gut saying, you know, you need to, you know, you need to invest and keep doing the thing. So if getting to the gym is really hard for you, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm missing out on lifting heavy. You're not because <laughs> try to do 10 push ups in a row. Try to do mm-hmm. 20 push-ups in a row. I mean, that is lifting heavy um, mm-hmm. for most of us, right? Mm-hmm. Burpees, lifting heavy for a lot of us. Um, mm-hmm. So like using your full body weight um, on like a TRX, on um, using like a, you know, a pole or a, um, you know, something with, to do like a one-legged squat mm-hmm. um, without holding anything in your hands, right? Mm-hmm. That's still pretty a pretty heavy lift for a lot of us mm-hmm. um but yes there's definitely some value in going to the gym so i mean um do you want to talk a little bit about like um or do i'm gonna keep talking sir <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean i think i th- part of it is so you hit upon the you know the the one rep max and then doing 70 percent of that so that i mean I'm going to make the math easy so that if you're, if the one 
rep max, I don't know, let's say if squats is 100 pounds, then so anything over 70 pounds, that would be heavy lifting. And so then you're going to be doing fewer reps of that. And so to me, that's also what um, heavy lifting means is doing not doing three sets of 12 to 15 reps, but yeah. maybe maybe doing, you know, um, two rep two sets of eight to 10 reps and uh, and that between that eight and 10, you know, when you I know when I'm lifting out and you get to like seven, you're like, Yeah, I totally got three more in me, no problem. And then by like, eight and a half, you're like, Oh, I still have to do one and a half more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely like that one to two rep, like when you're like, you should feel like doing one, you know, by the end, doing one to two reps is going to, that's, that's, you're going to hit a wall, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so somewhere in between, you know, depending upon the weight and where you are, somewhere between like six to 10 reps. Like, again, yeah. I am not advocating, we are not advocating for getting down to one or yeah. two, <laughs> yes. because that's, you know, that's, that's very um, specific weightlifting. And it's also, I really want to emphasize this. You, you say you work with a personal trainer, like your mm -hmm. form cannot be undervalued here. Mm -hmm. So like if mm -hmm. you need to get to the gym and splurge on a personal training session so that they show you how to do a yeah. deadlift correctly, get mm -hmm. your bar position correctly for a squat, you know, all the kinds of different things, because the last thing we want to do is, is send you to the, you know, to the injury table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, and also, you know, that, that there, um, I know sometimes they'll offer, um, group training so that if you and your running partner or you and, you know, your three co colleagues or whatever, you can get a reduced rate so that you can maybe get three sessions with a trainer, all, you know, two or three or four of you. And so that you can get some personalized attention, but at a lower cost. So, sure, sure. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, and you, you put in some notes here. I mean, the difference between, you know, so there's muscular endurance, there's muscular strength, but it's not like it's a black, that black and white, like you're either lifting for endurance, or you're lifting to, mm -hmm. for strength. Certainly when you're doing heavier lifting with fewer mm -hmm. reps, you're, you're concentrating more, the teeter totters tipping more to strength mm -hmm. versus lighter weight, a little bit more endurance, a bar class, or like a lot of the work that we do in many happy miles, a lot of PT based, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing is a little bit more about endurance, but you need both to be a runner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not just, you know, you don't need just pure strength. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to admit that my main motivation for, for lifting heavy was that I wanted to finally be able to see some of my muscles. Like I, like I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to like teeter over into that. Like I'm really super duper self-conscious of my upper arms rather than just the moderately self-conscious that I've been my entire <laughs> life. Um, and so I was, and right before my injury, I was like, oh my gosh, like you can see a, t a little bit of deltoid there. Like maybe if I am holding my arm just right, you can see my bicep, like all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I'm back down at the bottom of the hill and I'll start pushing that rock up it sometime soon. Oh, that's, that's the fun of the journey, right, Sarah? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely lifting heavy. It can change your body composition a little mm -hmm. bit more drastically than doing, you know, 60 lunges will, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and it also um, changes your um, metabolic rate, both like right after, mm. you know, you lift, like you, you know, that burn stays on your muscles longer than say an easy run mm. would. Mm. Um, but also your resting metabolic rate. Mm. So, you know, mm. um, cause if less fat, more muscle, you're going to burn more calories. Yep. Um, and then of course, um, the, the less fun, like bone strength, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. All right. This is Nicole, a wannabe half marathon fanatic who wants training guidance. 
Hi, Sarah and Dimity. My name is Nicole. I'm calling from Sacramento, California. Um, I'm an aspiring mother runner and dedicated listener to your show. Um, I'm attempting to become a member of the Half Fanatics Club and am planning to run three half marathons within 90 days. Um, there's about a three-week gap between my first and second half marathon and a five-week gap between my second and third. And I am just wondering if you have any training advice for me. Um, I'm thinking about maybe swapping one short, easy weekday run with another day of cross training. Um, I have a Peloton bike and I love spin classes, so I thought maybe that might be a little more gentle on my body, but still building my cardio. Um, any advice that you two have would be great. I really appreciate you both and value your opinion. Um, thanks for all you do. Bye. Nicole, thank you for your kind words and, and giddy up with your goal. I became a member of the Half Fanatics. Um, damn, I realized it was 11 years ago. Seems wow, like just wow. yesterday. They send you a patch every year or ask you to re-up. <laughs> right. Uh, please con consider donating. No. Uh, yeah, no, I never heard boo. Uh, oh, okay. Do you, just, do you just sign your name? I, I've never done it. So, I mean, you just put your name on a list and confirm that you've done it? Or how does it work? As I recall, yes, you have to send... I think maybe like screenshots of your finish times or something. There was some sort of application process, but um, I mean, it's mainly bragging rights. It, it truly is. You don't, I mean, um, if, if you do get a bumper sticker, I didn't figure out how to do that. I didn't get anything sure. to show for it. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, Tim, as you may recall, it also, um, you know, landed me with my first sidelining injury. Um, so that was 2011 when uh, our beloved story of you seeing me limp off of the airplane uh, <laughs> in Nashville. Um, so that Nicole, you know, my advice would be to pay super careful attention to self-care and recovery. Um, I developed plantar fasciitis from training and doing three half marathons in quick succession. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think I mean, obviously, a lot of people have done it. We don't have a current count yeah. of the number of half marathon fanatics. But yeah, um, yeah you can definitely do it. Um, training advice. I mean, you have, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this again. I lost my, a three-week gap between the first and second. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to, I would definitely spend time after that first half marathon just with a very, very easy week. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second week, maybe I would do my long run at you know, I don't know, eight to 10 miles, depending upon where you are. And then you're going to go right back into a 13 mile run mm -hmm. um, again. So, um, so you don't have to do that much in between the first and second and then a five week gap. So again, I would give yourself, um, you have a five week gap between the second and third. So I would give yourself um, again, a, a nice easy week right after that second one. And then kind of maybe a little bit more of a build up for those um, two, two to three weeks going into the third. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as like, switching stuff up for cross training i'm all for that i think um a peloton <laughs> bike is yep. great mm -hmm. um the only thing is i would just really be i would not make your effort be like you know an interval effort like you would do on a run or a um you know like a temple run you got it you know it's, it should be an easy cross training day it should mm. not be a day where you go and basically increase your cardiovascular fitness like what mm -hmm. we're trying to really do here is get you onto a nice plateau of mm -hmm. maintaining your fitness staying injury free and feeling good 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, certainly you can do some some runs in there with like pickups and intervals and that kind of stuff. But I would just, if you're going to do a day on the bike or a day in the pool or a day on the elliptical or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I would just keep it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if people are going to do three half marathons, um, you know, boom, boom, boom. What you're thinking on, this wasn't part of um, Nicole's question, but if they do want to try to run one of them faster, do you think that's just see what the day serves up weather-wise and how you're feeling? Or do you think people should definitely, you know, treat the first two like training runs and then go all, you know, full blazing on the third one, go full, you know, bore on the first one? I mean, I think it's really so dependent upon the weather and mm-hmm. um, and the course, right? Mm, that's a good call. So, like, if you're going to be on a really challenging course, that's probably not a place that you – I mean, unless you want to really go push it. I mean, I think you just have to kind of go in with um, the idea of what each race is going to look like. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you can push it on the first one. Personally, mm-hmm. that's probably what I would do, <laughs> recover, and then just kind of take the next two um, mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Um mm-hmm. Pushing it on the third one, maybe, but that's, you know, I would say probably the second one mm-hmm. um, makes more sense just because by the third one, you might be feeling a little run down, right? Yeah, a little fatigue. Um, yeah. 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 Gosh. I just remember how I felt. It's different because it's a marathon, but my gosh, doing Philadelphia, I think that was five weeks after um, qualifying for Boston in Vic- at Victoria. Yeah, it must have been because I think that was the second week in October and then phillies the um week before thanksgiving and oh my gosh like i thought i felt recovered before i got to the starting line and then as soon as i started running i'm like oh i'm so not recovered yeah uh. yeah that's the thing so and i think you get this false sense of and especially wait a, minute, a marathon is is different than a half but still you know there is that you know you're probably going to run faster than she thought she would just because mm-hmm. of the momentum and the crowd and the fact that mm-hmm. she's you know, going for half marathon mm-hmm. fanatic status. So mm-hmm. the other thing that I would just say is you've got to really like, I know you said, um, you know, self-care, but like sleeping, eating well, mm-hmm. you know, not having like, you know, a crazy night out where you're up until two and then trying to kind of make up for it all that week, you know, um, yeah. foam rolling, any kind of, you know, um, Epsom salt baths, you know, mm-hmm. just just like stuff that's again, like get get yourself on a plateau of like, I'm, I'm on my maintenance and I'm going to stay healthy and I'm going to yeah. get this done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're saying that. Um, so John, my 16 year old son has, um, I think, you know, this Demi, he has a massive dance. Uh, he has two performances on April 23rd. And so they're doing, it's a little bit like cheer where they're now doing full run throughs of the entire program. Right now they're doing one a days and then they're going to switch to doing two a day. So it is very much like cheer. Yeah. Sounds uh, like it. Um, there's no, no way gets thrown up in the air, but um, at least not that I know of. Um, and so, um, so, but he has, um, so it's very much endurance, you know, and that they're having to build that. And so he has resumed eating meat. He's no longer vegetarian as of last week. Oh, um, That's and, needs it. Yeah. And so he started easy, started with um, chicken in his Chipotle burritos. Um, and yes, that was plural. Uh, not, not, not more than one burrito at a time, but several during the week and <laughs> um, sometimes before dinner. And then, um, but also he is king of the Epsom salt baths. Like he just, we have a big soaking tub and he will come home and, uh, cause now sometimes he drives himself and he'll be like, how long till dinner? 
And, you know, when I tell them like half an hour or more, that's then I hear the bath running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the kid knows how to take care of himself. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, I went to my um, favorite um, uh, foot reflexology Chinese massage place yesterday. And he's like, I think I need to go to a massage, get a massage next time you get one, mom. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. He goes, I'm serious. I want to get one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Mother, so. mother, son bonding. I love it. Yeah. Loyal listeners know I love my adopted city of Portland, Oregon. So I want to encourage all of you to register for the Portland Marathon presented by OHSU Health happening this year on Sunday, October 2nd. I ran the Portland Marathon a dozen years ago, and this is not the same course. The new course is 100 times more scenic, showcasing all our wonderful city has to offer, including four epic bridge crossings over the Willamette River, a downtown start and finish, and a tour through the most iconic landmarks and neighborhoods in town. The courses for both the full and the half marathons are fast, beautiful, and a fantastic way to experience the Rose City. Get this, the start finish line for both courses is 36 feet above sea level, and there's a maximum course elevation of just 178 feet. Sweet! Making this year's race extra special, it's the 50th anniversary of the Portland Marathon. Well, and AMR will have a booth at the Expo. Be part of this major milestone on October 2nd, 2022. Register at portlandmarathon.com and use code AMR for $10 off registration. Register today. There's a price increase on May 4th, 2022. So hustle to portlandmarathon.com and use code AMR for $10 off registration. I envy Coach Liz for having her mother do StoryWorth. I'd give just about anything to have a lovely book full of compiled stories from my mother who passed away recently at age 95. By the time I learned of StoryWorth, my mother's declining health and dementia made it unsuitable for her, but oh, if I'd found out about it when she was just a few years younger. So don't wait. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash AMR. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from a wide array of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, what's the furthest you've ever traveled? Or do you have any regrets in life? I love hearing Coach Liz talk about all she's found out about her mother, like her mom's first job and her favorite artist. Coach Liz sees her mother almost every day, yet it seems StoryWorth prompts her mother to open up and reminisce in ways that spoken conversation might miss. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. That's what I long to have filled with my mother's memories. Get to know your loved ones better and preserve those special moments forever with StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com AMR. To save $10 off that first purchase, go to storyworth.com AMR. April is Earth Month. Hopefully that means many of us are giving a little extra thought to how we treat Mother Earth, yet it can be tough to know where to start. Problems like wildfires and plastic pollution can seem overwhelming, especially when you don't see a clear way to make an impact. Rothy's believes that even the biggest challenges can be tackled one step at a time. Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. Rothy's help keeps ocean-bound plastic out of the water by repurposing millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into all their products. Plus, Rothy's shoes, bags, and other essentials are made with less wasted fabric, and they're designed to be durable and washable for a stylish fit that lasts. 
And it's not just single-use water bottles that Rothy's gives new life to in its footwear bags and accessories. I just learned the brand uses algae-based foam as part of its shoes, insoles, and the footbeds in its sandals. Harvesting harmful algae from waterways helps keep our marine ecosystems in balance, plus makes for extra sturdy shoes. Genius. And my favorite Rothy style, the driver, a sophisticated yet supremely comfortable loafer, contains 31% natural, renewable rubber. When you're wearing Rothy's, your footprint feels lighter than ever. Get $20 off your first purchase today at rothys.com slash AMR. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash AMR to get 20% off your first purchase. rothys.com slash AMR. All right, this is Marianne who is curious about chafing. Hi, this is Marianne calling from New Jersey with a two-part chafing question. The first part is if this might be a sign that your sports bra is wearing out um, because I haven't been getting chafing with these bras in the past and suddenly I am. The second part is not something I'm complaining about, just curious. The stinging when you hop in the shower after freshly chafing yourself, it goes away. How come it doesn't keep stinging? Thanks so much. Love the show. So another little side note, I'm going to uh, opt to mention that I went to the sports bra opening on Friday and folks might have heard it. It made national news that it is a sports bar um, four blocks from my house. It is uh, all it's started by a woman. Um, uh, she is the um, executive chef and then all the staff are either uh, women or non-binary or trans women um and i should say they're cisgender women or trans women and um and so and they're only showing women's sports on the tvs there so um so i just wanted to drop that because it was very exciting the news crew was there and i went there with um jennifer from handful and she held court there for five hours at the table i left after about 90 minutes or two hours um, that's awesome that's awesome the sports bra it's called it's only in portland right Keep oh portland yeah definitely weird. only portland exactly so um so yeah so we have had our fair share you and i dim have over our years of being freelance writers and doing gear reviews i know you've done several sports bra reviews for runner's world back in the day and the sports bra experts we've had on the podcast you know so we've talked about that and that um i recall talking to one of them forgetting now who it was but i was pointing out that i was having the exact same issue as marianne that a favorite bra that i loved it didn't chafe at all suddenly was like just chewing me up like a dog with a new toy and, <laughs> and, and that um uh the actually now i remember it was this um the woman we had i'm completely spacing her name but she's up in um vancouver canada and she was like oh i wish you'd brought it with me because i could show you the inside and i would point out all these little tiny bits of thread and fiber that have worked their way loose and are now rubbing against your skin like little tiny, you know, loofah things. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've had chafing because I since I stopped running, I I haven't had any issues. I know that they they do exist um, with cycling, especially <laughs> in your um, you know, your chamois and your shorts and maybe some ingrown hair if you haven't you know um, shaved particularly well. Uh -huh. um, so, but I um, I you know I I definitely remember those feelings, and it's it, I don't remember it ever being a culprit with old old bras, but definitely new bras. And I would turn I'd like mm. try it on and be like, oh, this feels really 
really good. Okay, let's go. 10 miles, you know? And then all of a sudden you come <laughs> home to the shower, you're like, ah! In the, some random spot that you weren't even expecting, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So um, I've actually now been getting, um, as I kind of up my um, yardage in the pool, I've been getting um, some chafing under one of my... Um, swimsuit straps and so i've started using uh, anti-chafing product before i get in the pool yeah so, oh there's a there's a woman on the the team that i swim with that she keeps it uh, you know poolside like wow body glide there yeah yeah she puts wow. it on a couple times during a um a workout wow um because i do envy you and coach jen and coach liz wear those swimsuits with the little narrow straps and you all look so cute in them and i can't do that i have to wear the ones with wider straps but why um, um, cause otherwise they just cut into, I have a really, um, I think I have big traps, big trapezoids cause it, it cuts into the <laughs> side of my neck. Is that, is that trapezoids? Is that a shape in math or is that actually a muscle too? Uh. <laughs> traps are, yeah, yeah. It is a shape of math and it is a muscle. But I, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, you might need to just get a bigger suit, like a bigger oh, size yeah, so that it doesn't cut in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, oh my gosh, you guys were all so cute at Hilton Head wearing those suits that had then the, the straps were a different, you know, pattern than the rest of the suit. I, I well, they, they wear, they they have, they take it to a whole nother level. I just yeah. get like, you know, whatever is on sale at my local swim store. Oh, but all you all <laughs> look so cute. And when I swim I some, and do my open turns, I sometimes envision you dim ahead of me. And, and I was like, I just want to hang with them. Just please don't drop me quite yet. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, it is hard to find suits, though, for, for I mean, I would say for people that are taller, you know, because mm -hmm. you end up having to, you know, you you definitely get the dig, you know. Oh, yes. So, and the, the, yeah. there's that time that sometimes when you put on a new suit, it's like, please go all the way up to the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst is like when they, you know, um, well, this is totally, uh, but like speed suits, you know, they have for, oh, uh -huh. you know, like um, kids that are, you know, fast or, mm -hmm. or want to qualify for like the state championships or something like that. I mean, it gets a little ridiculous at times. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, oh my gosh, you know, they're supposed to be like a size too small. It's like ski boots and stuff like that. You know, like when you're going for like performance, you're like, okay, I don't really need those toes. Just like lop them off because I really want to feel this, the ground underneath me, you know, it's like, okay, just make me, you know, squeeze me in as hard as I can, make me as streamlined as possible. <laughs> Poor Amelia. That must've been tough on her to be like, um, my suits are already too short on me yeah no she got a she got oh yeah um of course she used it like three times i, I went for like the very like baseline you know basic one which was you know i don't remember how much it was but oh it's ridiculous anyway oh my goodness if anyone uh, needs one uh yeah tweet to me about that you can have amelia's one if she's uh oh my gosh yeah yeah oh my gosh so so okay so the second part of marianne's question is why chafing hurts when hot water first hits it but not the entire time you're in the shower first of all we know marianne i um she was actually out here on business um two weeks ago so we had dinner together and when i heard that i'm like oh that is so marianne to ask that question it's intriguing <laughs> and i don't know if i could ever find the answer because i definitely looked around for it because I know nothing about medicine and the human body. So I sort of thought maybe like your your nerves kind of get, I don't know, shocked by it and then sort of stop working. Uh, yeah, well, it's the same thing, you know, I mean, I, I again, I'm, I'm, I don't know the answer either, um, uh -huh. you know, the medical answer. But like, if you think about like, you know, if you, if you, you know, skin your knee, like it hurts a lot, you uh -huh. know, for that first like 30 seconds and then it kind of comes down, you know, yes, yeah, that's you get, call. and you also get acclimated too. Like, I mean, it's like when you stand in a very cold shower, mm -hmm. you know, that first 15, 20 seconds, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then all of a sudden it's not so bad. So there's uh -huh. something 
about like mm. yeah you're you getting acclimated and the nerve receptors i think but oh. um that's about as uh as detailed as i think that you know dr sarah and dr dimity can get here <laughs> yeah but dr dimity you use the phrase nerve receptors so you totally i'll be the receptionist well, I, I just you made can that be up, the doctor <laughs> yeah yeah but it sounded so good so i think you're you're gonna apply for the medical license i'll just answer the phone <laughs> okay okay sounds good um and then so one caveat um is that warmer water hurts less than hot water? How about yeah, that? For we sure. can offer that up as advice. Yes, um, yes. And then, and then one off. I'm going to offer up something that I've been doing late recently. And um, again, it's it's a little like heavy lifting and keto, but like this whole cold water thing, I've been mm-hmm. noticing is coming back into vogue. And mm-hmm. um, on warm days here, not cold days, because mm-hmm. we still are getting the you know schizophrenic st- spring going on, where some days it's <laughs> snowing and some days it's 70. But um, turning the the shower to cold at the end uh-huh. for probably yeah. about, gosh, I mean, I don't think I ever go more than a minute and mostly I face it. Like uh-huh. I can't, I, the idea of having all the cold water down my back is not um, <laughs> super, you know, I kind of get my face and my hair in it and stuff, but uh-huh. I got to say it feels so good oh, yeah. afterward. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Makes you feel so alive. Yeah. Yeah. I just have never really Done. I mean, I've taken ice baths, of course, and sat in like icy streams and stuff, but I've never like taken a hot shower and then like shifted it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that when um, I was married to my first husband and his family had a cabin outside of Lake Placid, New York that had a stream in the back. And um, so that John was my first husband. Um, and yes, that's confusing because my son's name is John. Um, and so uh, when I was married to him before we would go to Lake Placid for like maybe, I don't know, a week or maybe two weeks ahead of time, we would um, always say that we'd finish our showers. I'm not implying that we shower together. We would finish our individual showers um, with cold so that we would get acclimated to be able to go sit in that um, cold spring behind the behind the cabin. Yeah, so, it feels good. It feels yeah, good. it feels yeah, very good. So- very, and, and then did you know that... Um, that Kim swims that um, video that I'm not sure you can find anymore on a streaming service, but the woman who swam from San Francisco out to the Farallon islands. Yeah. Or actually she swam from Farallon to San Francisco. But anyway, that she, for the year, for the year she was training specifically for it, she never took a hot or warm shower. She only took cold showers. Wow. Like, that is like dedication. chew on that. Yeah. yeah that seriously. is a level that I am not ready to commit to. <laughs> So it means I'd have to turn around in the shower, and I don't know if I'm ready to do that. So. <laughs> or you get a very dirty back. <laughs> <laughs> lots of back knee, lots of back knee. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Wow. And I, so, and just if you're listening, I think that might be a many happy miles challenge coming up for like July or oh, August there you go. or something like that. Oh, uh, in you an know. outdoor shower. That's my dream to have an outdoor shower. So a cold shower outdoors. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. so well, first we'll build it. That'll be the first part of the challenge. <laughs> yes, come to my house, build my outdoor shower. Who's good at plumbing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my. I think we went uh, on an, uh, enough tangents, you think? Yeah, you think so? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, so if you have more questions, these were great ones. Thank you all for, for submitting them. Um, come and leave us another one at 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. Um, You can have it 
you can call up anytime, day or night. It goes straight to voicemail, so you're not waking anybody up. And yep. even if you were, we would be excited to hear from you anyways. <laughs> and we have our spring cleaning sale. Uh, no, we're not selling mops and brooms on the Mother Runner store. <laughs> we or making that. you, you know, dust our uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> closets and things. Yeah, Marie Kondo, yeah. So, no, we have decided that there are some things that are super cute, but we just want them to be gone. So we, we price them. To- Price them to move. Yeah. Yeah. So there's hoodies, there's tees, there's tank tops, running hats, visors, and more. Check it all out at anothermotherrunner.com and click on the store in the top nav. Again, anothermotherrunner.com, the store link in the top. There you go. And keep those questions coming. We're here with answers and some cold water. And what else, Sarah? (laughs) Um, uh, Cute bathing suits that have striped uh, little straps instead of the flowered pattern. I don't know. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Uh, Free parking after we've decided to Free parking. Yeah, exactly. That's what we (laughs) do.